Hello, and uh, welcome to the Delicious Recipe here on UPRN. If you're checking us out, you can check us out on uh, the Delicious Recipe, any UPRN site, uh, their uh, YouTube site, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials, uh, UFO Paranormal Radio. Um, there's anywhere podcasts are basically played. Uh, tonight's uh, episode is called uh, What's Cooking? And I have my other half joining me there tonight, uh, Laura Lee. Say hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Laura Lee. I'm the host of the Angel Rock here on Monday nights. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> what we got? I guess we we've noticed sort of a little problems there. Last week, I, there's uh, technical problems that happened there too, and I'm sort of uh, looking at this sort of trend of uh, technology failures that are happening. You've had a big uh, technology failure that plagued you for the last couple of days. That was why I was sort of lucky that you got it uh, sort of fixed out there at, during uh, the last. 48 72 hours in that and uh i've noticed this and uh, people out there listening <clears throat> okay this is just all opinions and just uh, looking at stuff and just uh, some parts a little bit sarcastic and opinions it's for entertainment purposes only we're just throwing everything in the pot and finding out what things are going to be there but i've noticed and i've mentioned this many times is that it seems to be is that as we progress and our technology gets better the, the length and uh, uh, of the technology seems to decrease. Would you sort of would you sort of see that as being like that? Yes, nothing makes me crankier. I'm trying to get in peppier spirits, but nothing makes me crankier. And good thing, and you know, I know a lot about tech. I mean, she's showing you how to do it. It has literally taken me two days. And probably I was still fixing my phone up to the last 20 minutes and I still got another whole probably eight hours, 12 hours of trying to fix it. We have Apple devices, which aren't supposed to be able to get viruses. That is absolute crap. Again, our personal opinion, but they removed all, all uh, virus scanners, anything to remove it. So for example, with my phone and I would have to tell my people on my show and my guests before the show and during the show, if I disappear, it would go into the spinning wheel of death and disappear. And then I'd be kicked right out. It was getting insane and completely corrupted the files. Anyways, I, to answer your question, absolutely. You and I have talked about this many times off air, and I'm sure there are many people that will agree with us that mm -hmm. what they've done as technology progresses is the only updated for a few years and they force you to go get a new device or a new gaming system but you can't even use before when they used to do this say with the gaming system you could use the old games on the new system no go anymore not at all so you gotta go and spend thousands and it is thousands of dollars with gaming systems and games and what have you and you're forced because you have no other choice. Like you can't use the old systems. They become an absolute, they're, they're bricks. That's a name in technology. They become like a brick. There's nothing you can do with it. It's useless. Yeah. And it, uh, I was sort of laughing about this uh, earlier. It's, it's not actually funny. And it's, it's sort of a, I, there's a part where I think consumers should sort of uh, start looking into this a little bit more and asking questions about that. And I just want to say a uh, shout out there to, uh, Hey, you and uh, Kitty pot there, they're uh, watching the ones and twos in the back there. So, uh, they're checking things out, but uh, I'm glad that you guys are around, and I'm glad that you guys uh, are a part of the show. But uh, I I had a, a Commodore, or the family had a Commodore 64, 
and I, I took it from camp there because it's just sitting in the closet. And uh, I got an adapter for it to hook it up into the new TVs, and that device still works. And I can still play the old games and everything like that. Now, the part is that we this uh, this little uh, Apple phone, I think this is a 5 or something like that, this is uh, no longer to be used. It's uh, a yeah, it, like it's it's unbelievable. This Commodore 64 from the 80s is I can still use it even with the hard drive and the floppy disk and stuff like that. But this little this little phone here is they they outsource or not outsource they eliminate the use of this thing that is no longer valid to mm -hmm. be used for anything else. You can't even play games on it anymore. You could probably take pictures on it. And that, but, no, but your apps too, like before you could transfer your apps that you paid mm -hmm. for. And I'm finding now that even things that I've bought, they're now creating the same app, but updating the operating system to work with the operating system of the newer system. So now you got to right. go repay for the app again. Right. And th that was the whole, whole part is that I think this big scam that's in there, and this is just opinion, is that you keep on getting these updates that seem to happen with uh especially with the apple stuff and it goes with other companies as well i'm not just picking on apple but just that's because of the device that uh i'm most uh using there is that mm -hmm. as soon as the uh, device goes up like the, uh, we're on a uh, 12 uh, iphone 12 i think they're up to what now a 14 or a 15 or something 14, like that I think. yeah and so it doesn't make any sense that an they, they keep on updating this firmware and they keep on going firmware and uh, updates on that. And then it becomes this device is no longer at this time to be available to use on the network, which doesn't make sense. It just, well, it does make sense in the part that they want you to buy more phones. And it's enough money, enough money. Like seriously. Yeah. But, but even the part there, like uh, I've gone through, uh, well, since we've been together, uh, five TVs, and uh, I had, my, my family had an old Zenith that was around for like 27, 28 <coughs> years. So in 13 years, I've gone through five TVs. These, and uh, our TVs and, aren't considered state-of-the-art TVs because right. we don't have smart TVs. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it, just, it just blows me away. And th I watched this uh, uh, show there uh, this morning, uh, Corsican uh, Technology guy uh, i think he's out of uh europe and uh he was showing there these lcd uh light bulbs that you get right they're supposed to like last they're bright and they last longer and they don't use as much energy and then when they finally die uh their people throw them out and he showed a way that you can maintain the the life on it because what it ends up being is that inside the light bulb if you take off the plastic shielding diffuser cover Mm -hmm. which you you can do is it, it's you can go check this stuff out on youtube there uh people and if you go and uh put this uh black tar uh uh compound uh caulking compound for windows outside windows that and you just put it around the dead uh little uh led light and attach it back into the wire because it's a good conductor the rest of them will go on because the, all the little bulbs are in series right it's just like your uh um, everybody that's out there that knows about Christmas lights, where you get that one bulb that's in there in the chain, yeah. and then it shuts off all of the the Christmas lights. Right. But and the the thing is, it was it's purposely done that way, and there's purposely done uh, 
materials in there to fail over a certain period of time. And then he was also talking about is that these, uh, the temperature of the lights is that they purposely insulate them to make sure that it's hotter to make that the wires fail, right? That they burn out. And the, <laughs> like the Edison light bulb uh, is still burning. It, like it's, and, and that was the first one that was ever done. And then you look at everything else is that uh, uh, you get whatever, 5,000 hours or when you buy light bulb Sylvanias or whatever, or the generic brands, they, they tell you, says, well, this is good for, 25 or 5,000 hours or something like that. But it, I, I just find it amazing that more people don't talk about and go and say, hey, make us a product that's going to last. And I, I've mentioned this many times, there is that going back to old school tools and getting away from the, the technology part that you always have a backup that you can actually use. Well, there's that. Plus with the advent of AI and all these supposed major advances in technology, why are we why are we where we're at and yet people just accept it people you know if we all banded together it doesn't matter what it is but there's more of us than those that are at the helm of this type of thing and why not stand together and more people say no enough is enough no like we've had enough no we're not we're not going to get a new gaming system every two months or two years we're not getting a new phone mm -hmm. every two years but the problem is there's a lot of people out there um, especially younger generation that, I mean, when the iPhones come out, not so much now, but back in the past, we've seen people lining up for three weeks and, and five, six weeks at a time before the newer devices come out because Apple has a convention. It's not called the convention. I forget what it's called, but it used to be every June. Now it's in September and they unveil all the new Apple products and people line up for this kind of stuff and it's a status symbol like i won't name any of your your friends but i know how to do something called jailbreaking i don't jailbreak my devices anymore because there's a lot more options available with with apple and it's um it's nothing illegal it's just the name they used i learned how to do it because i want an iphone when they first came out in the us and they weren't in canada yet and that's how you had to you had to do some reprogramming if you will to get the phone to work it was called jailbreaking and how many friends have you had that over the years way back where they found out i knew how to jailbreak and all these cool things could be done yet when i took the phone and did it for them they used the phone for nothing but phone calls phone calls and that was yeah. it so it's like why do you have a 1200 dollars phone that you well it looks good <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but why not just get a regular phone then? Like, what's the difference? Why spend all that money on something you're not going to use? Right. Yeah. I guess it comes to uh, the part of uh, purpose and function over uh, status. Right. And mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like, 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 just even going back and mentioning, like this, this phone here, great phone. It, it would work. It still works. Charges great and stuff like that. But it doesn't need to be anything more. But the part is that. They keep on updating apps and they keep on updating that and they put it in a part there when they change the operating systems. And that's why I mentioned the Commodore 64. It doesn't plug into the internet. I can go onto the internet if I put a modem on it, like a, I think it was a 9.6-bit 9 uh, uh, whatever route or modem in that. But it wasn't dependent on it. But uh, other thing, other systems are like this uh, little Toshiba there. I've been trying to get uh, going here because it has my 
uh, information. I got uh, records on there from the doctor and uh, and resume stuff and uh, other information on there. And this thing won't start up because it wants to connect to the internet. And whether there's a virus on there or whatever, or well, what's going to happen is, and I said this too, but I got busy with my technology and it put me in such a bad. I'm rarely in a bad mood, but I have been like just feeling like ripping my hair out over the last two days because something that should be so simple and it's not and could I pay someone to fix it I guess but when I know I can do it myself it's just I knew this was coming this day and I knew it was going to take me two or three days to get this done and my phone just just died but with your computer what we're going to do is start it in safe mode and you, there's a way to set it up so it won't kick connect to the internet right away and then um it we because i think there's a virus on there i'm positive there is that's causing this i mean you've been trying to get that just to start and boot up for what 12 16 hours yeah and uh yeah it's just that this is the whole part about this this little beginning part of this show there is about looking at the part you figure that technology should be improved enough and should be compatible enough to accept old technology with new technology. And it used to be that way, like even with the PlayStations, uh, you, you say you had a PlayStation 2, you could play, still play PlayStation 1 games on there. Same with the 3, you could play other ones there. And then all of a sudden it changed. So now you have to go, if you wanted to play that game on your new gaming system, you have to go buy the game again, mm -hmm. right? And it's a, I understand there's a whole part about uh, how to go and rip off people and uh, make them buy more and more stuff. And then, then you, you have to look at the, at the part and you wonder why that people uh, pirate stuff, right? Yeah. Pirate yeah. Uh, games, pirate music, pirate uh, technology. Like, you may, well, we're both uh, old enough to know record players and uh, cassette tapes and eight tracks and stuff like that. So when you're looking at, you had like a, I'll just say whatever uh, a Led Zeppelin thing on eight track, and then all of a sudden they stopped making eight tracks, and you want to listen to that album. Then you had to go and get a cassette player in your car, and then uh, the cassette players uh, they would do whatever. And then all of a sudden CDs came out, and then okay, well now you have to go and buy that on CD. And then they then they came out with other technology where yeah, you can go in players, and and then yeah. you know we had Napster right back yeah. in the day. That was one of the first file sharing forums where you could share music and what was it metallica that got it shut down because yeah. the music industry is losing a lot of money because people are not buying and you know it's very easy to pirate things like that mm -hmm. but i mean i understand you've got a talent i understand you've got costs and expenses but it almost gets down to the point of when is enough money enough money you can't take it with you um, and if you're putting all this stuff into product development, great. But with the price of things right now, like everything is going through the roof around the world. So, you know, people don't have the money to be put. Well, some people do. But, um, you know, putting that kind of money out for Christmas or what have you, never mind the U.S. Well, you know, we've been saying this. They're saying they got till Thanksgiving in the U.S. So third, last Thursday of November, they mm -hmm. may not have any more diesel fuel. So what kind of Christmas are we, you know, because we get affected up here in Canada, whatever happens in the U.S. as well. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and that's totally true. And I, that's why I find it so interesting that I'm looking at these uh, uh, do-it-yourself uh, self-hack things and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, 
and repurposing old equipment to get it to work uh, in today's in today's times there so you don't have to go out and buy brand new like i, I even had a pair of shoes i bought and uh and they, like the, you figure i had a, like a pair of work shoes and after three months the seams had all come apart like that, that's like that even goes with even clothing and footwear uh i got tools i've mentioned this before that are over like 50 years old and they're still the steel amazing. is hard and they're amazing. And then I've bought hammers that have broken and they shattered. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. Like, we're too young for this, but see our grandparents and probably great grandparents back in the day when people bought something, like it was made incredibly well. It was mm -hmm. made to last. And then I believe it was probably the late fifties into the sixties when they started to realize when they made things that were made to last people, once they had something, weren't running out to buy another one. So whoever came up with this idea, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I guess maybe you want to call it consumerism, whatever you want to call it. But it's not, like you said, it's not just technology. We're seeing it everywhere. And I think you hit the nail on the head there with, you know, maybe looking at some of these useless, quote unquote, bricks that they're becoming with technology advancing that maybe there is a solution to be able to revamp it or upgrade it versus it just going to a landfill because they don't break down. It's just going to sit mm -hmm. there or whatever people, I know some people try and harvest a little tiny bits of gold that are in electronics and things, but still for the most part, it just sits in a landfill. Yeah. Well, that, that comes to another good part there is that uh, when you go into the, the re recycling part about this and you have this big, huge, uh, uh, movement of the of the wokeism people about uh, green energy and uh, all this uh, problems with uh, uh, recycling and everything like that. But if you're buying products and they're all using the same products there too as well, and uh, they don't talk about this and they don't talk about what the after effects of uh, how did recycle these things that once they're once they fail or they're no longer usable and they have to go and buy more and go and take up more resources out of the ground they don't talk about this stuff at all mm -hmm. but uh they don't think about it because it's not part of their thing they just want to get out there and yell and scream at people and uh you'd think that they would go and build us a product that's going to last a lifetime right like i would rather pay double the amount for something that's going to last me 50 years than pay or a third, third of the that you could you know that you knew say with technology an upgrade was coming you mm -hmm. know it's going to come but that you could put like an expansion pack or or you can't tell me in this day and age that you can't you know with an addition of like i said a snap-on piece if you will and then just download the firmware update for you know, maybe even if you did have to pay a little bit of extra for the upgrade to rather than having to buy a whole brand new device, like I just don't get it. And you and I were talking about this, like, you know, we've got these third world countries that that are starving. A lot of the people, they're coming along, they're evolving, but everybody has a freaking cell phone. Right. And that comes into this. Better than some of our own that we know people that have them. Yeah. And th this comes into the sort of the little bit of a conspiracy part that's out there. But uh, you figure that uh, 
up here it says uh, whatever they say our base minimum, I guess, of uh, poverty is around, I guess, 18000 to $26,000 a year uh, for that. And you have people in uh, Africa that make maybe uh, $1,000 a year, but they all have first first generation brand new phones and internet and uh and phone internet and phone stuff are going and they're not paying they're paying a fraction of what we pay over here so but they also make things that uh that some uh systems can't work over there that they can work here and it's all put into that this the conspiracy part about it is uh the part about putting people on trackers right if we can't go and put a chip in you we'll get you that will make you carrying around a device We're that can track the you same lines here because i was just thinking that and it reminds me is it the, the king the kingsman yeah um it was samuel jackson right and he was giving out free was it free internet you had to get a special chip put in your phone and but you know what art imitates life if you will let's get if we're going conspiracy a little bit here art imitates life and i believe that a lot of the entertainment that comes out there is predictive programming because whomever is at the helm of this i won't name names or what suspicions are because we weren't doing a show on conspiracy but it's we've seen it time and again it's the it's almost like i don't know what they got in the written rule in the rule book or whatever it may be but they let you know what they're going to do now it's up to us as as the useless eaters as we're referred to by them i don't call us that but um for us to figure out where they put it is it in a movie is it in a music video is it in a book is it in a magazine is it in a tv show but as long as they've told us, and a lot of people don't believe it, a lot of people that don't believe in conspiracy theory will be listening to this going, that's crazy. That's insane. Why would anybody want to do that? Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a thing that I watched there, and actually Jimmy Dore came up with a better term there, conspiracy analyst. Okay. Because if you say theorist, that means you're you're a tinfoil hat person, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Like I always thought, truth seeker, but then they said, "Oh well." I like truth seeking. Yeah, but uh, then that's uh, the wokeism people uh, took that over and they uh, they uh, defamed that. So mm-hmm. now you can be called call yourself uh, an analyst of conspiracies. So that's I, actually, of- I kind of like that. Yeah, because the thing is, right? If if you want to, if you're open to hearing it, you're going to hear it, and if you're not, you're not. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can't change people. The only people you can change is yourself. Doesn't matter whether it's conspiracy theory, doesn't matter any aspect of life. The only thing an individual, whether it's me, you, anybody out there listening or maybe listening, the only thing we can control is what we do and how we react to things. We can't change people. They gotta wanna find the change within. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? You can, it doesn't matter how many times you can you say it. There, it's it's always the same thing. Is that people are gonna think this? You can that. That's why, like I say, on here, throw everything in the pot, and maybe there's an ingredient in there that makes you think about it, and you go and do your own research. But research is the most important, mm-hmm. and asking questions. Biggest question is always ask why. I think that's the first one to go in, and then you can go down the aka uh rabbit hole and go and find out what 
what the purpose of all it is. And that's what I'm, I'm here. This is what this show does is just go there, start asking questions, put information out there, ingredients into the pot, and then maybe more people will start going and asking these questions. So we'll move on to this part there is that they have the midterm elections that are going on uh, in the States. And as I said, there are many times there, what happens in the States affects what happens here in Canada, whether you want to believe it or not. And, uh, it, it does. We're our, It's one of our biggest trading partners that we have. And uh, JT and the Muppet Gang there uh, <laughs> can't even follow what that, that guy's doing there. But uh, in the States, uh, it's already sort of the, the lines have been drawn for quite a while there. And looking at the, the political situation in the States and what's going on there, listening to what the joe biden and the democrats have been sort of saying they're in these uh interviews and stuff like that where they're saying that they're not in a recession and that uh this is the the biggest uh it's basically saying the opposite and the the part about it's denial of reality mm-hmm. would you say that well yeah denial of reality or that depends on what a person's reality is because you get cognitive dissonance depending on what it is um depends how much i think too that people watch tv watch the news watch whatever it is because fear isn't one thing that can control people and when people are afraid it's like logic and common sense and reasoning goes out the window right oh, oh for sure yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say another part there is I just as you were saying that uh, it just reminded me there's a a bunch of uh, videos you can watch on uh, uh, YouTube videos of different people that do this and go down and ask uh, uh, people in uh, university and colleges in the, the US and uh, different things and they ask them about uh, the political situation or places in the States or just uh, part of history in the States. And these are people that are going to university and college studying all this stuff. And they don't even have the first clue of what the answers are. Like uh, one question I think was uh, how many States are in the U S right. Oh dear Lord. And uh, that was, none of them got it right. Like it, it was the people that they had asked. Right. And, uh, I think we, I think in, here in Canada, I think we know more about the U.S. than uh, the U.S. knows about mm-hmm. any other place. And it was really sort of interesting, uh, looking at this sort of perspective on this, is that a lot of people don't care, and they only just care about their little small little bubble that the, the little area that the that they live in. They don't care about anything else that's going on, but they don't understand that the impact of when they're voting for something that is a larger that there's other places out there and that affects everything that comes back inside, right? Micro macro back in. And then they wonder why when they go down to the store, they go and get gas says, why is my gas $5 a gallon? Why am I paying $7 for eggs? Like what? And they're going, I was only paying like, it's just, it's just fascinating. I, I watched like a ton of these videos, uh, and I'm looking at this and I'm this, these are college and university students that have no clue of anything. And I'm going, wow. And they went to like some pretty prestigious schools too. Mm-hmm. And I was just unbelievably just like, there was a few that knew, but uh, 
a lot didn't. And it was just this sort of this ignorance, I guess, in, in knowing about something else that goes on besides the, the little bit that you look on your phone. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I saw some of those as I started smiling that you mentioned. I do want to give a huge shout out at first, though. You know what? There's a big case out there that the world actually has heard about. It was almost six years ago. There's two little girls. Um, I know it's off track there, but I do want to give a shout out. It was uh, to uh, her name is Liberty German or Libby German and Abby Williams, best friends, little 13 and 14 year old in Delphi, Indiana, little, little, tiny, tiny town of 3,000 people, these young girls, instead of being on electronic devices and what have you, decided to go out for a walk out in nature almost six years ago before, the day before Valentine's Day, and they'd only gone for a couple hours and show back up. And the one little girl uh, that, that had just turned 14, Libby, uh, I, I believe she was a true crime fan. So there is hope for the future if you think about this. But I guess what she did, she noticed some some guy coming along and she turned her phone on and she videotaped him and got some of his audio. It took him almost six years, but they just arrested the guy that did this. Mm -hmm. So my whole point is, and of course I'm not sharing this story to scare people. Well, it's a good thing that we're all on our phones and we're not out in nature. No, this was a very isolated incidents. It's actually touched quite a few people around the world. But the point is, is that um, I guess, you know, first of all, I guess there's going to be some justice in this case, thank God. But there's good and bad to everything, I guess is where I'm going with this. Even with school, even with knowledge, even with technology, some of the things we, 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 we talk about, right? And the same thing with people at university. We've also talked about this on your show too, Del, with the fact that that just because you go to university doesn't mean you're the cream of the crop. And I've gone to university, so I can speak from experience because we've had this conversation on my show too, that how many jobs have we all gone to? Whether you're listening now, listening on the replay, right? Whether you've gone to university, whatever it may be and you've gone to school for something to learn how to be or become something when you get into the real world the first thing I know I've heard and I've kind of done a poll of quite a few different people from different walks of life how many have heard myself included throw everything away that you learned in school this is how it's really done yeah yeah I've, I've said that so many times <clears throat> that's why it, it I've mentioned this before. We talked about this, and uh, when I was growing up and going to school, even high school, and that they uh, they looked down on vocational mm -hmm. schools and skilled trades and stuff yeah. like that. That was like you are the below the bottom of the shoe. You're mm -hmm. right. You were the worst person learning how to weld, learning how to fix cars. You were just a you're, you're the worst person ever. But the thing is, right, is what the assumption was, you weren't able to get the marks or un be able to understand enough in the way of learning. To, and I'm not saying this is true. This is sort of what I know the bully system was when I was going to high school. So those mm -hmm. are the people that that went into trades. Those those of us that were so intelligent, the, the burnouts, hmm? the burnouts, 
Yes, right? I was just thinking lunkheads or, you know, or there are yeah. other words I won't say on radio that, you know, those are the kids that used to go and smoke the green stuff, if you will, or, or what have you, right? They were always the ones that looked down on. And yet, going to university or college, if any, that's what they'll call it in the States and other parts of the world, does, doesn't really mean anything. It just means that you can sit there and listen to somebody drone on for hours and hours and hours while you sit there and take notes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's true. And like how many people nowadays are going to school, higher education, spending thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands in sorry, some yes, cases. Thank you. Thank you. I meant to say that. Sorry. Tired tonight, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a university slash college education. And yet you're getting them a minimum wage job because how are you ever going to pay that student loan off yet with trades? And when you look at it now, I really believe that they're the people that keep society going. They build their houses. They, <clears throat> go ahead, Dana, you're going to say something. They do all it, kinds no, of no. stuff. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I totally agree. I, I've mentioned this uh, from the very beginning when I started this show, there is uh, how important skilled trades are, and uh, there needs to be a, a push towards that. Uh, actually, there's a, um, uh, a person, uh, Dirty Jobs, Mike Rowe, and uh, he's actually started a foundation there back a few years ago uh, from his show there, from doing the jobs that uh, the average people do and the work. Like, there is... It's actually an interesting show. If you guys want to check it out, you can. There's uh, things you can watch on the internet or YouTube and stuff like that of uh, past shows. He started a foundation, and uh, he goes and pays for uh, uh, whoever gets it or he picks people and stuff like that. He pays for their skilled trade learning and to get them into a job, right? Because he 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 does the job for a couple of days, and he's like, "This is hard, and this is what's needed." You are not going to get across that bridge if somebody's not fixing it, painting it, maintaining it, uh, welding it. Uh, you're not going to go and get your toilet fixed if uh, you don't have a plumber, right? You're going to be groceries. Go like people don't think about the this. truck like driver over a hundred, just over a hundred years ago. Yeah. There wasn't really a grocery store. Everybody grew their own things. They farmed their own things. They they raised livestock. They killed their own livestock. Like you think about it nowadays, and when you get in a group of people, and if the conversation turns to something like this, you start talking about how many people could actually start a fire without matches. How yep. many people could actually, if if the internet went out, there was no food. We're there's lots of stuff out there about possible food shortages coming too. I'm not trying to scare people, but what I'm saying is. How many of you could actually provide for your family or yourself without a grocery store? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about going to your freezer, about food you've stocked up and stuff. Could Would you be able to forage stuff? Would you be able to butcher an animal? Would you be able to can and, you know, can preserve, to preserve them, yep. make your own bread, do all these things that were normal everyday things just over, you know, 100 years ago. And nowadays, they're, they're practically foreign to most people. Right. How would you know how to go and uh, uh, tan your own leather and uh, do that and darn your own socks, mm -hmm. knit? Uh, there, there's so many things out there that uh, are, are sort of lost and they were, they're all sort of, they were all sort of uh, frowned upon for a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is like, we did a show there back a couple of years ago about uh, prepping and that. And, uh, and the, the, the sort of the, 
the law sort of that and and prepping uh, was actually sort of looked down upon everybody else that was sort of in these city society people right everybody that lived out i remember this even back in high school the people that had to take the bus into school because they were not in the city they get in to go to high school and that they were all called the bush kids right they had to go and get up uh feed the chickens, cut the wood, do all this stuff there before chores, before they got on the bus and went to school. I had cousins out in Manitoba that had to do the same thing. They got up uh, three hours before uh, school started and uh, had to tend to the, they had a hobby farm with uh, goats and chickens and uh, horses and stuff like that. There was stuff that had to be done, right? Mm -hmm. And then they ate this meal that wasn't bought, bought from the store, right? They're eating right off the land. They had a huge garden. Everything was taken care of, right? But we've congested ourselves, and this was the push, right? To get into modernization, into the city, mm-hmm. bombard you with microwaves, Wi-Fi signals, mm-hmm. electronics, and stuff like that. And then you wonder why people get sick, right? Mm-hmm. And how disease gets passed around, and you're not eating healthy anymore because everybody's eating stuff that's processed from a grocery store, right? You're not eating healthy stuff. And you, you, I've noticed, and this is just my opinion there, folks out there, I've noticed this trend of where illness has sort of gone up there by the mo- more part, of, and it's mostly in cities. It's not, not really happening too much out in the rural area, but you can go and fact check me on that there too. But the thing is, though, is that the, the, the transfers of disease and is is in these metropolitan areas and larger cities where people are living on top of each other and have to go to the store and get their burger from a packaged burger that's uh, made with uh, sawdust and some type of meat and whatever else. Or bugs. That's <laughs> well, that's that's the new that's the new one there too. I think that uh, Kim Kardashian did a video on that about telling everybody how great the bug burger was, right? Right, this whole because of this whole influencer stuff, and it it just blows my mind. Calgary Stampede this year, um, it's kind of known around the world, and I remember somebody had sent me something on this. There were actually two food kiosks there that were approved to sell bugs in their food. Mm-hmm. So one of them was, um, I want to say, a cricket and mealworm larva sausage and something else because they're they're trying to normalize bugs what they don't realize and this is the nurse in me coming out but i've seen this is i believe some of the research studies i've read up to 70 percent i believe it is of the human Mm -hmm. population is allergic to oh here let's block this we've got mr you're not welcome here dude so how do you you, i just blocked him um, yeah. oh, I just that three dots on there. Somebody was putting porn in here, so you're gone, dude. Out of here. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so up to seventy percent, or it could be even more. The human population is actually allergic. I forget what the name of it is, but it's almost like a dust that's produced from the casings, like the hard shell of most insects. Mm-hmm. So because uh, insects trod through their feces and what have you right so that dust when they get ground up gets into the food it gets into everything and they have human beings that have major never mind illness and everything else from this 
can get major uh, um, allergic, almost anaphylaxis a lot from this type of dust that is generated from the manufacturing of insects. So I don't care if Kim Kardashian's eating I, I wouldn't care who it was that was eating it. That is not going to entice me to want to eat bugs. <laughs> Well, this is this is a or Soylent Green that movie. That's why we don't eat human beings. We we get sick from eating other human eat beings. That, that's why you can't eat them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, even with uh, it goes with most animals. Most animals that eat meat, you can't really eat them, right? Like, mm -hmm. except bear. Bear is sort of a little bit different, though. Yeah, bear you can. Yeah, or pigs. Yeah. Pigs can eat anything too. Yeah. they're not wild, mind you. But yeah, they well, they're omnivores. But mm -hmm. uh, the, the, those are probably most the the two that you can sort of eat, and that's fine there. But uh, you notice that uh, with uh, puddle ducks and diving ducks, diving ducks eat fish, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go and cook the meat afterwards, is that uh, it's not as good as a puddle duck right that's a, a different day eh? because they, they eat puddle ducks mostly eat vegetation and same with cows and stuff like that if cows were eating other cows you'd probably the meat would taste differently but well, you said bear depending on what they eat right yeah. i've never had bear but you yeah. have oh yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah i've had blueberry bears i've had uh, uh yeah different you gotta tell people what blueberry bears are versus garbage bears yeah well garbage bears just eat out of a sense. out of a garbage dump, yeah. <laughs> and blueberry bears. Uh, they usually, when uh, the blueberries come into uh, into uh, season, season and that, and that's mostly what they're feasting on. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really uh, interesting uh, thing. It's we've gotten away from this part about self sufficient hunting, and and if people that are out there listening have watched uh, the whole part with uh, the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast and that, where he's gone into hunting and eating. Uh, naturally and trying to get away from eating uh processed farmed meat right because there's a big huge part that's uh, that's in here about what is free range what is organic there there's tons and tons of videos on this and you can go and look all this stuff up on the internet and how the fda uh and also in canada there how the the food and guide uh, things how they classify uh, different things, and that's what's allowed to be on the, the, the well, packaging. You know, that's a good point, yeah, because, you know, people think if something says fat-free or sugar-free or many of these labels on there, we're not reading the fine print because it's it's part of the labeling versus right. when you really look at it. Yeah. And, and we're not aware of that, right? So they can or the other thing and i've had i don't argue with people but i've had discussions with people because i didn't know this myself that over here in north america i can't speak for europe and everywhere else it's probably very similar in developed countries that most of the products that we put on our skin whether it is beauty or health products or bathing or suntan suntan lotion none of that is regulated by over in the US, the FDA, Canada, where we live, it's Health Canada. And people said, oh yeah, it has to be. No, it's not, same as cleaning products because mm -hmm. I've been looking for years to be creating some all natural products and using maybe something, you know, some of the waters energized say with crystals and stuff like that, just to make it sort of unique as well as healing. And so they teach you and I've taken many uh, free master class and they've given you a list of some of the most common 
toxic ingredients that are in cosmetics and bathing products and shampoos and detergents and you, you it would blow your mind if you saw the list not you i mean people listening with the global you yeah well that, that's the, even the whole part about fluoride in the water oh. mm -hmm. right we could do a whole show on that one though yes it's uh things that are put in and there there is a whole uh whole different whole thing about what fluoride actually is it is a byproduct it's 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 not good for you period That's and anyway right it is poison but uh the how how yeah i think we actually probably did do a show on this about three years ago and about how this secret deal back backdoor government uh shaking hands and and the alleys there allowed that, that fluoride to come into uh municipal water uh, systems there around the same time though that naturopathy and homeopathy and all the more natural stuff was demonized and especially over here with western medicine and that's where medical school there's a whole thing people and like you said Del, looking up with your um you know research like you don't have to believe us we always say that please if anything you hear gives you the impetus to go research please do because once you start looking i believe it was in the 1930s and you'll see sort of who was involved with this and and how it sort of switched but before that that was the first line of treatment people went into some of these things that have now been demonized as sort of quackery i believe that's where mm -hmm. the word came from at that time too yep and it even goes into the part there with uh with the paper production like hemp and stuff like that where hemp you can make clothing out of it way better paper and that but that they the government the oss and stuff like that that they've gone through and they and and people that were actually in the the pulp and paper business and uh that were invested in that like jp morgan and stuff like that and they wanted that not to come out there because it cuts into their business and it's all backdoor deals right and that's what uh, basically north america is is a is a country of backdoor deals and people just accept it they don't want to learn it and history is being removed where they can't find it anymore and that's that's what the sort of the scary thing is and that's why i say ask questions w5 it but start with why why is this the way it is and then do some research all you have to do is look up and look at many many different sources especially when it comes to media look in other countries what other countries are talking about the media back at the country that you live in mm -hmm. give the counterpoint and it's it's just so it's just so scary to see how listening to uh peers of my own there uh that they're they're unaware of this stuff that they mm -hmm. they just they just accept it this is how life is that's the way it is that's right it i is. said mm -hmm. i said a potato 50 years ago is still the same potato today but it cost way more due to what inflation what <laughs> right what they say. when the technology improves things should get cheaper and easier mm -hmm. and they should be more ben uh, uh, bountiful right if you have a tractor that can go and plow a hundred football field sides and plant potatoes, but you have a hundred people that can only do one over a course of a week, mm -hmm. what do you think is more like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't add up. The scale is sort of off, but people accept that. 
right? And it's just it's funny. So anyways, we're right about almost done there, Laura Lee. So tell them about your show and where they can find you. Okay, well, thank you for having me. It's giving me a nice little break from my phone and my phone behaves, so thank you. Um, my show, The Angel Rock, is here on 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana, even though we broadcast through UPRN, United Public Radio Network, or otherwise known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Um, like I said, Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm having, I've got a lot of great guests coming on. Uh, Audrey Nost, he is a co-host of the podcast broadcast Team Alpha with Nori Love. He's coming on this Monday night. If you ever want to uh, get a hold of me, maybe get a show idea, maybe um, guest suggestion, maybe you want to book a reading with me, healing session, I do mentoring get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock and i have two groups on facebook paranormal university for all things paranormal i'd love to have you join me in both groups and the other one is the angel rocker tribe for more of the esoteric spiritual power positivity and all those good things so thanks for having me gal awesome that's good so this has been the delicious recipe and we're thursdays at uh, 7 p.m eastern standard time and uh, you know, I've got to check in and go and check in with Gavin there and see who's uh, going around there, kicking around as oh, we're coming we got in. Lots I got to get back to give a yes. shout out to Gavin Lee Davies. He always sends us as the best guests, so yeah. we will be having some great guests coming up for Christmas. So that's true. And this is funny is that uh, uh, Thanksgiving in the states is uh, the twenty fourth of November. We already had ours back in October, mm -hmm. and uh, it was fun. It was sort of funny is that uh, all of a sudden there's Christmas stuff out already, oh, and Christmas. it was out. It was no, out before out. Halloween. Yeah, it's been out for a couple. I'm wearing a Christmas shirt. Same here. I'm wearing my my Motley Crue Christmas shirt. Yeah, yeah, I can get you on the naughty list with Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, tune in there uh, next. I believe it's uh, Michael Angley, then uh, later uh, Michelle Derosier, and uh, this is UPRN. Have a great Thursday, and we'll see you all next week. See ya.